Welcome to Nahum Connections Podcast, Voices in Patient Access. Here, industry experts contribute their voices about popular patient access topics, including career development and leadership, revenue cycle operations, healthcare regulations, and the patient experience. If you like what you hear today, subscribe or leave a review where you listen to podcasts. Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Nahum Connections Podcast. I'm Morgan Mangara, Managing Editor of Nahum's Access Management Journal and Nahum Connections, and your podcast host. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Nahum Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force members Vanessa McKay, Autumn Mayhew, and Scott Wood. We'll discuss the development of Nahum's DEI Statement and Task Force, why DEI matters in patient access, and how these leaders are implementing inclusive initiatives in their facilities. Throughout the episode, I will refer to diversity, equity, and inclusion by its acronym, D-E-I. Vanessa, Autumn, and Scott, welcome to the Nahum Connections podcast. Hello. Hi, thank you for inviting us. Thank you. So before diving into our conversation, tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your career in patient access, and your involvement with Nahum. Vanessa, would you like to start? I've been in healthcare for over 30 years and have spent 20 of those 30 years in patient access. I have experience both on the technical and professional side of the healthcare spaces. I've been an active member of NAHAM for, I want to say, about over 10 years, and this is my first time participating on a NAHAM committee, and it's been a very interesting experience so far, and I've learned a lot about diversity and inclusion. Thanks, Vanessa. Scott, would you like to go next? I have been in healthcare for the last 21 years, and of that time, I've been in patient access for 13 of those years. I'm currently the healthcare system manager of patient access for UNC Healthcare with responsibilities at UNC Rex Healthcare and Chatham Hospital. I've been a member of NAHAM for two years, and I received my uh, CHAM certification in 2020. This is also my first NAHAM committee. But I I love diversity work and have been a a part of quite a few diversity committees. Thanks, Scott. And Autumn? Well, I guess I'm the veteran of the group. This is actually my second committee with NAHAM. I was on the membership committee and now the diversity inclusion committee. I have been in healthcare my whole life. And I say that because my mom is a nurse and my grandparents were paramedics. So literally, it's a healthcare family any way you look at it. I have been in my current role for about 10 years and child certified, CHAM certified, and CRC certified. I have been with NAHAM as a member for close to 10 years. I have responsibilities at two hospitals too. Um, I have a fairly large emergency department and then a much smaller, more rural emergency department. I have worked in all areas of patient access, both inpatient, outpatient. I have worked in pre-registration as well as been the staff educator. And I have also presented at a NAHAM conference. Excellent. Thank you all for those introductions. Let's talk about NAHAM's commitment to DEI. In 2021, the NAHAM Board of Directors developed and adopted a DEI statement. What are the pillars of this statement? At NAHAM, we know that when all voices and perspectives are represented, we are more innovative and effective. 
NAHAM is committed to promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion for all people and perspectives, regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, religion, sexual orientation, disability, age, or any other characteristic that makes us unique. As leaders in the healthcare industry, NAHAM will strive to support equitable professional representation in an inclusive environment for our patients and our professional community. Each of us have an important role to play. So the pillars, we know that when all voices and perspectives are represented, we are more innovative and effective. The second, NAHAM will work to create an inclusive environment to be representative of our membership. And lastly, NAHAM will work to be a source of information and education. Thanks for sharing that, Scott. Upholding the DEI statement is just one part of the task force's goals and objectives. What else is the task force looking to do? The task force goals are to increase and maintain the diversity within NAHAM membership, provide access to diversity, equity, and inclusion resources and training for NAHAM members, promote career advancement of NAHAM members through volunteer opportunities and leadership within the association. Of course, DEI initiatives are a large undertaking and there is much work to be done under each of these goals. As we noticed in our third quarter journal article, DEI work is a journey. Nahum has taken some steps, but we recognize there's much work to be done and we'll continue to evaluate and be thoughtful about the next steps. Thanks Autumn for sharing those goals. Like what you hear on Nahum Connections podcast, visit naham.org slash Naham Connections to catch up with the latest patient access content and insights from patient access professionals and industry experts. So as members of Naham's DEI task force, inclusive efforts must matter to you in your personal and professional lives. Can you each share what drove you to get involved in this task force? I've always been passionate about diversity. I'm a member of two diversity employee resource groups and a member of our healthcare systems diversity training team. I'm always looking to educate others and also learn more about diversity initiatives myself. My decision to join the DEI task force came from some personal experiences I had growing up in the 1970s being of mixed race where, you know, diversity wasn't as hot of an item and as public of an item as it is, you know, in the world that we live in today. So I thought that because it was something close to me, I would be able to share some personal experiences with my colleagues and employees within my department. I also had a professional experience within one of the organizations that I work for where clinical staff was not on board with some of the DEI initiatives that we had put in place for the organization within patient access as far as identifying pronouns, preferred gender, preferred name. And, you know, it really hit close to home because one of the members on my team identified as a gay male and he was, you know, very uncomfortable with the direction the conversation took place. So that was even more of a reason for me to make sure that I was able to have an active role within diversity inclusion and join the task force so I could learn from others and, you know, gain some more experience and knowledge on how to handle those types of situations moving forward and hope that I could bring additional information to help others, you know, within the healthcare industry. Thanks for sharing those experiences, Vanessa. Autumn, would you like to share your background? I was really excited when I saw Nahum had created this task force. It's a topic that is very much in the forefront in all areas of our lives. With so many things changing, even growing up in the 90s as I did, 
I remember being in high school and having friends who were afraid to come out because at that time it still wasn't accepted. And it has always been something that I have felt very passionate about that people should be able to just be who you are. And sometimes that gets lost along the way, but also with being healthcare, we need to take care of patients and be respectful of them. And sometimes it's hard to provide tools, especially with older staff or maybe people who've grown up in very secluded areas on how to talk to people who have different backgrounds. And so I was super excited because knowledge is power and yay, anything I can do to, for my staff and myself to get knowledge, I'm all about it. Excellent. Thank you all so much for sharing your personal stories. So let's talk about your professional experiences. What have you observed so far as DEI successes in your own organizations? My organization's program is very much in the infancy. We have started doing a couple of things, but we really haven't done much. We have started including online education as part of our yearly mandatories. We did an employee engagement survey that had several diversity inclusion questions and that allowed staff to really voice what they felt, what we needed, what they saw as barriers. And then we also have had a couple of in-services centered around bioethics and what do you think should have happened in this type of situation versus that type of situation. And currently my organization is trying to recruit a DEI officer. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Autumn? I think one of the successes we've had as an organization is since we've implemented our new electronic medical record, we're able to collect data such as preferred pronouns and preferred gender, which has helped provide a more positive, inclusive experience for our patient population. We also have a diversity and inclusion team working within the organization that is still a work in progress, but we're hoping throughout the year to come that this will evolve and they'll be able to provide education, feedback, and training to employees throughout the Westchester Network. Great. And Scott? So whenever I came to UNC, the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion was just forming. And I was actually able to be a member of the committee that created our healthcare systems diversity statement. When I first got to my smaller hospital, I saw a need for education in relation to diversity and how the staff could interact more effectively with our diverse population. And I really knew that I wanted to be a part of that education. So uh, I was lucky enough to become a member of the healthcare systems diversity training team. And we ultimately brought some of our diversity classes down to the smaller hospital. It is a rural hospital, so we have encountered a lot of people who didn't want to drive to take the classes at our larger facility. So uh, we brought the classes to them, and they've actually been very successful. UNC Rex Healthcare has been designated as a diversity leader in the Healthcare Equality Index for several years now, and we just recently submitted the application for Chatham to receive recognition from the Healthcare Equality Index also. I personally provide several education courses to my team um, at Chatham through uh, online learning to uh, help them evolve into a much more accepting and welcoming environment since we are the, the face of the hospital and the first people that the patient comes in contact with. It's just very important that we're able to accept everyone's uniqueness. Thank you all for sharing those experiences. So with every area of success comes areas for improvement. 
So what are some areas of improvement you've noticed when it comes to DEI inpatient access? Where do we still need to grow? I believe that there still needs to be additional and ongoing training for hospital employees, clinicians. As much as this is a topic that's very much in the forefront for a lot of people, I think there's still a lot of people that require additional information and insight on diversity, inclusion, and equity. So like she said, I think that everyone should receive the same DEI training to make sure it's consistent. We provide specific training modules to all of our new team members. And we're also working to incorporate diversity initiatives into our daily tasks to bring more awareness to help people overcome unconscious biases. Some of the areas that I think we could improve on is, I guess, the way we communicate the information that we've taken and sharing it with the clinical staff. I know like our system, we're allowed to, uh, we collect the birth sex and as well as what the patient self-identifies, but not all of that transfers over. And so I think some of it is, well, we can collect the preferred name. It doesn't always go over to maybe what the doctors see or what the nurses see unless they really look in the categories. So I think communication between us and the clinical staff is something that we could improve on. Thank you all for sharing those areas of improvement. Looking to grow your skill set and stature within patient access profession? Consider NAHAM's Certified Healthcare Access Associate or Certified Healthcare Access Manager, the only patient access certifications that meet NCCA standards. Showcase your knowledge, problem-solving abilities, and dedication to your career by becoming NAHAM Certified. Visit certification.nahaam.org to learn more. So patient access interacts with every patient who enters a facility. With this in mind, why is DEI a necessary pillar for the patient experience? People don't typically seek healthcare when they're feeling well. As the first face-to-face interaction most of these folks have, patient access kind of sets the tone. And people want to be heard. They want to feel like they're being respected. And we are in the unique position to provide that. I feel like our department, well, patient access, it kind of, um, we straddle the line between being results driven, you know, providing good financial stewardship for our facilities, but we also do a lot of the softer side of stuff with the service excellence, setting them up to really kick off their visit with good outcomes, both financially, spiritually, and physically. One of the ways we do that is by making sure that we keep DEI in the forefront of our mind and not forget that we're not only treating a patient, but we're actually treating a person. And a lot of times when you're treating the person, you're not only treating them, but you're treating their family or their visitors or the folks that are close to them. And by, you know, keeping the diversity and inclusion thoughts in the forefront, you're being respectful of them and including them and making them feel heard. The way I'm looking at it is, you know, patients today have more choices than they've ever had before, you know, to go to different facilities, healthcare institutions. And, you know, what we're finding, right, other than, you know, in addition to, you know, shopping around for for prices and and cost that, you know, patients are looking at reviews from other patients and other healthcare facilities 
before, you know, they make an appointment, whether it's at the doctor's office or, you know, even going into a clinic. So I think it's really important in the world that we live in today to make sure that we understand the patient's needs and that we create an environment where, you know, patients feel comfortable and safe. And that starts with the patient access team because that's the, you know, the first person that's going to greet them coming into the organization. So they could really set the stage for the rest of the patient's time within that visit or at the facility. So I can reiterate what they're saying. You know, patient access is the first person that the patient comes in contact with. We have the ability to make or break the whole visit. And so I think that making sure that we make the patient feel welcome is extremely important. And for us, we place a lot of emphasis on our press gaining scores, patient satisfaction, because yes, ultimately without the patients, we wouldn't be here. Thank you all for that insight. So from the DEI statement to the new NAHAM DEI toolkit, NAHAM is prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion in patient access. What else can members look forward to as the task force continues to implement its mission? I think that the members can look forward to continued education, providing additional webinars, toolkits, and resources, increased efforts to recruit diverse populations, increased efforts to engage diverse populations on our committees and board of directors. We also welcome your thoughts and ideas. Please feel free to share what you're struggling with that we can help with, or if you're successfully implementing new DEI processes, share that with us so we can spread the word to other members. The only thing I'd like to add is to just remind the people who are listening, volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. We can't learn, we can't grow, we can't diversify without people participating. Great, thank you all for sharing those recommendations and resources and for the call to action for other members to continue this conversation. So to close out, what is one small step listeners can take today to encourage a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive mindset in their daily work? I think one of the, it's a small and a big step all together. Um, Just listen. Listen to what your patients want. Listen to what your employees need. Listen to what the issues are and their struggles. And by listening, then you can learn. So I would say to be present without judgment. That would be one small step that we could encourage more diversity. I believe that we need to be honest about our own biases I'm looking at this more from a personal aspect more than organizationally. I think that sometimes people are afraid to ask questions, you know, about other people or people that have different beliefs or people, you know, of different gender identity. And I just think that we need to be open, you know, just to learn about others and step out of our comfort zone. I believe that would ultimately help us be more successful in the diversity, you know, the DEI environment. Thank you so much for sharing those action items that our listeners can put into play today. So Vanessa, Autumn, and Scott, thank you for taking the time to discuss the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion in patient access. And thank you to the NAHAM DEI Task Force for your work in leading this initiative across our membership. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
For more about Naham's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion in patient access, visit naham.org slash nahamdei. That's N-A-H-A-M dot org slash N-A-H-A-M-D-E-I. NAHAM members can explore the vast resources, education, and training in the ever-evolving NAHAM Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Toolkit. Visit NAHAM.org slash DEI Toolkit to start learning. That's N-A-H-A-M dot org slash DEI Toolkit. The DEI conversation continues on NAHAM Connections. Visit naham.org slash nahamconnections to read the latest industry insights from patient access professionals. That's naham.org slash nahamconnections. Thank you to everyone listening today. Until next time.